0: that's a little shoot that our team put together we wanted to capture in that a resonate Christmas shoot and that photograph that's kind of looks like a postcard at the end just all of the emotion of the Christmas season you'll see um, you'll see someone you know who's looking kind of angry you'll see someone who's looking really excited and inviting you'll see all the different emotions and we're actually gonna press into a couple of those over the next few weeks each of the three Sundays we have between now and Christmas how many know You've only got three weekends between now and Christmas. Come on, somebody. You excited? Come on, right? That was awful, actually. That was terrible. You know it's Jesus' birthday, right? Like, this is like, it's worth celebrating. Uh, On the three Sundays we have between now and Christmas, we're going to share a portion of the Christmas story. This morning, we're going to be looking at Matthew's Gospel, and I want to talk about chaos. And then next week, uh, it's going to be a little bit more fun. We're going to be talking about joy, and then we have our Christmas Eve service. And this morning, I want to speak a message in the few minutes that we have together on really living an uncluttered life. So would you turn to your neighbor, and would you, as we prepare our hearts to receive from God's word today, we just look at them and say, I'm ready to declutter my heart today. Come on, just say that to your neighbor. I'm ready to, de- Maddie, me and you, I'm ready to declutter my heart today. Let's go to the Bible. This is what the Bible says in Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke, come on, somebody say so woke. I see it on Instagram, I think it's cool. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Do you bow your heads with me one more time as we pray just to receive from God's Word today. God, we are in this place to meet with you. And I thank you, God, that it's your desire to pour out your Holy Spirit upon us in this place. That we could leave different than we came in. More full of the life and power of God. And really more than anything, with a bigger understanding, bigger revelation that you have opened heaven over us and you have poured out your love into our hearts by the holy spirit by the person and savior of Jesus Christ and we we worship you God in this place today may we receive from your word and everybody said amen, amen. how many would say you'd say that there are things in your home that you thought were going to be useful to you you thought you were going to need them but right now they're just clutter like, you might, you might connect with a few of these from our house. Rach and I, when we stay at a nice hotel, I will, I've been known to bring home the mini-shampoo. I've been known... <laughs> and so we have, underneath the sink in our bathroom, we've got a bag of mini-shampoo, right? Come on. I, this is good. I was worried about that one, but so, uh, someone just let me know they're with me. I was, I was, gonna, I was worried I was going to feel alone and weird, but... I don't. If there's a soap shortage, I'm good. You know, if you need travel supplies, I'm your guy. But really, it's just clutter. I thought it would be useful, I'm not using it. That's me, Rachel's got some things that she likes to keep that, you know, that wouldn't be the top of my list. She, Rachel likes to keep gift bags. You know, you you gotta reuse, reduce, recycle, come on she will reuse the gift bags. And that's totally normal. We've got a large tote for recycling these gift bags as we give, re-gift all the stuff people get, no, as we give (laughs) gifts to people. Nothing wrong with that, right? One tote makes sense. We now have a second tote. I think that is too much. I said to Rachel, babe, if we haven't started to draw down on the first hundred gift bags that we stored in the first tote, why do we think we need a second bag? And she said, listen, soap boy, I didn't, we're keeping the bags. I see, like in your, in your bathroom drawer, you, you ever notice that you just you start to get too many? You get tubes of toothpaste, and they're basically done, but you're holding on to them, and you think that they're going to be useful. This is how, how it happens for me. It's like, I know there's a little bit left in you. I don't have time to work on you right now, but I will one day. I'm in a hurry right now. I'm grabbing that new tube of toothpaste, but I'll get back to you, and then like a few weeks later, a few months later, you're like, you got four tubes of empty toothpaste. <laughs> You think it's going to be useful, you think it's going to be good for you, but it just becomes clutter. Maybe you've got like a velour jumpsuit in your closet because you're like, you know what, fashion is just, it comes around, it's cyclical, they're coming back. And I'm just talking to the dudes right now, I'm just talking to the guys. Um, no, you've got, you've got, and it's so hard to pick, when you want to kind of like, you know, say that something is out of style, it's so hard to pick something because you're like, someone is going to wear that to church today. So if you're wearing velour today, I just want to let you know that you're ahead of all of us, right? You're already bringing it back. We look to you. We look up to you. We're not looking down on you. Come on. You're setting the pace. You got stuff in your world that you thought would be useful, but right now it's just clutter. You have things that you thought that you were going to need, but it's actually standing in the way of the things that bring you true joy and the stuff that actually matters. You ever notice it's the same with your heart? Every single one of us has stuff in our hearts that we think we need to hold on to. But it's just clutter. Every one of us has things that we think are in our hearts because they're useful to us, but they actually stand in the way of God's best for our lives. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is speaking to a very large crowd and he tells what is one of his most famous parables. And he tells the story of a sower scattering seed. We're not going to go into the whole story today. I'll I'll paraphrase a portion of it. He says that although some of that seed falls on good, clean soil and produces a harvest, there's some of that seed that falls among weeds. And later when Jesus is describing this parable to his disciples and he's explaining to them what it means, he says to them, that seed that fell among the weeds, that that explains a lot of our hearts sometimes. Because there's things in our hearts that are cares for things that we think are really important and they matter a whole lot but it's actually just clutter and standing in the way of what god really has for us there are desires in our heart that we think are so important but actually it's just crowding out god's will and his best for our lives and i think this is a message we need at christmas because christmas is chaos christmas is crazy the next few weeks are going to be absolute bedlam in some of your lives and i believe we just need to declutter our hearts a little bit to get ready and my prayer for you is as i share over these next few minutes that you'd actually be able to let go of some of the stuff that you just this heaviness in your heart some of the stuff you've been carrying around that you actually just need to be able to let go of in the presence of god in the text that we just read together joseph is carrying around A whole bunch of things that are heavy in his heart. He's thinking about leaving his fiance. He's thinking about divorce. He's no doubt wondering what people are going to be saying about him and her. And he goes to bed one night and he's just gripped with heaviness. And then it's an encounter with God, a single encounter with God in the middle of the night where he's able to go from cluttered to clear, whereas he will, he's able to let go of so much that's standing in the way of actually doing what God has called him to, he actually gets a clear picture of what God has for him, and he's able to engage in it just after a single meeting with God in the middle of the night. And so I want to share with you a message about decluttering your heart. This is a simple and practical message. Man, I felt this week that this was to be a week where we shared some simple and really practical ideas for how we can just do some decluttering around our hearts. Is anybody in with that this morning? You up for that this morning? I want to talk about three attitudes of a decluttered heart. Three attitudes of an uncluttered heart. The first one is this. If you've got an uncluttered heart, you've just got a love for people. You just love people. I think one of the the things that clutters up our lives the most, one of the things that clutters up our hearts the most is disappointments in people. We've been let down by people. We actually hold on to those disappointments, and we think they're useful to us. We think we hold on to them for a reason, but it's actually just clutter. It's actually just standing in the way of what God has for our lives. It's kind of here in the Christmas story. You see with Joseph, he's holding on to disappointments. And who could blame him, right? If your fiance that you've never slept with is pregnant, that is a reason to be disappointed. And the reason he's actually disappointed is that he doesn't understand that God is working in the midst of that situation. And he needs an encounter in the presence of God to be reminded that God is in the middle of what he's going through. How many know it's the same with us? There are things that we are disappointed about that we're not realizing that God is actually in the middle of what we're going through. And we need an encounter in the presence of God to just be able to let go of some of the disappointments. You might not know this, but last week, our church truck got stolen for the second time in two months. Not our trailer. Thank God for that. That was the first time. We're still working through that. But the church truck got stolen for a second time. I got a phone call at 5.45 a.m. I now know when my phone rings at 5.45 a.m. on a Sunday morning, something's been stolen. You know, none of you are calling to encouraging me. Pastor, I know you're up early in prayer. I just wanted you to know, I'm up early in prayer with you. Go get them today. It's gonna be a great day in church. (laughs) No, something's been jacked. Something's been ripped off. Uh, So, pastoral confession, and uh, you might be wondering, you're like, did you park it in the same place? Did you have the windows down? Like, do you guys need some help with this? It was 20 minutes away from where it was parked the last time. We don't just have thieves in like one little pocket of our city. Thieves are up everywhere, all over the city. Right now, they're stealing your car as you're here in church right now. (laughs) Got thieves everywhere. So, pastoral confession, Uh, last Sunday morning, like, I was preaching mad, you know, like, You go back and you watch the podcast and you're like, he's preaching the word of God. But in his heart, he was mad. (laughs) I now know. At 5.45, I was mad. I dealt with my heart in prayer. Then I preached and then I went home and I got mad again, right? I sat out for dinner with a friend and I said to to him last Sunday night, I was like, man, I know I am small, but I seriously just want to be there the next time someone tries to jack our truck. There's enough pent up anger inside of me that I am like a 300 pound bull, all right? Like I am going to kill someone that touches our truck mess with our church truck. Disappointments, they just build up in our hearts, right? Like the first time I was sort of disappointed, and then it happens again, and like you get more disappointed. And this is the way it is in life. These things just build in our hearts. They build in our marriages. They build in our relationship. Disappointment after disappointment. How many know we just need to declutter a little bit this Christmas? We just need to let go of some of the stuff that we've been holding on to. One of the signs of a decluttered heart is you're able to let go of disappointment and offense quickly. If you've got a decluttered heart, you're just able to let go of things a lot more quickly. I think in my own life, I think how many times small stuff that I think I need to hold on to is standing in the way of what God has, of God speaking to me. I just need to let go of some disappointments. I believe one of the signs of an uncluttered heart is you've got to love for people. What would it be like this Christmas? You know, when you pull into the mall and, and people are pushing one another and you know you're fighting for a parking spot what would it be like if we rolled in with an uncluttered heart and we, we just walked into the mall and it's an absolute mess of humanity and you walked in and you're like this is my city You all don't know it, but like, I love every one of you. I'm called to every one of you. You're going to be in my small group one day. Your kid that's pushing another kid that's crying about a toy. I'm going to serve them one day and our kids. Come on, somebody. What would it be like if we live with an uncluttered heart? How would we look at the people around us? We wouldn't look around and say, man, Christmas is a crazy town and people are awful. Listen, I'm not trying to downplay the fact that there are, 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 it's a little corruption in the world. We act evil towards one another. And the Bible says that that's every single one of us apart from God. The psalmist said, there's none who does good, not Even one, every one of us apart from God has evil intentions and desires in our heart as a result of sin being in the world. Nevertheless, when you live with an uncluttered heart, you see the best in people. You're able to see beyond because you know what? You you just dealt with stuff. I think that's what we find here. Joseph, in the night, in one encounter with God, he's able to be uncluttered. He's able to re-engage in relationship. Come on, number one uh, sign that you've got an uncluttered heart is you love people. Second sign that you've got an uncluttered heart is that you got passion for God. Passion for God. And you're like, that sounds overly simplistic, but here's why that's important. You can believe in God and you can even love God, but be completely devoid of passion in your relationship with God. And sometimes we just need to declutter our hearts a little bit. Recently, I decided to do a seven-day fast of watching TV before I went to bed at night. Because I woke up one morning and I was trying to pray and I was basically asleep and I was tired and I didn't even know where I was or what I was saying. And I'm just like, God, I need to re-engage with some passion in my relationship with God. And so I decided, you know what, I gotta, I gotta change the way I'm going to bed so I can wake up with more energy and more passion. How many know sometimes when you need to live with more passion in your life, it's not that you need to do more, it's actually that you might just need to declutter a little bit. Sign of an uncluttered heart is that you just got passion for God. I believe some of you, before you leave this place this morning, that in the presence of God, in a time of prayer as we close the service, I believe God's just gonna reignite some passion in your heart for this Christmas season. You'll be able to wake up with just a, a renewed passion to be in the presence of God. Not because, again, you've got, you're just gonna add a bunch of stuff into your schedule. Maybe it's because you just declutter a little bit. So the first sign of an uncluttered heart Is that you love people? The second is that you've got a passion for God. And the third is this it's just an attitude, an attitude that says, We can do this. We can do this. Everything's not just like a burden, everything's not just too difficult. No, I'm not saying that there's not challenges in your world. I'm talking about the attitude with which we approach the challenges. It's a we can do this kind of attitude. In this passage of scripture, where we find Joseph, it is, he's actually just discouraged, and he's having a hard time engaging, and we understand why, right? Like, he's, he's got these, these problems. What I love about the Christmas account and the narrative in scripture is it doesn't attempt to sanitize the difficulty in the story. It's all there for us to see. We can see that this was two young people that were facing incredible obstacles, right? Historical kind of context would tell us that Mary is most likely a teenager. She's in a relationship that her parents set up. She didn't probably even know this guy before she got engaged. Her parents hooked her up. How many know that's a bad day, right? When your parents are deciding who you're going to marry... That's a difficult day. And then we get to verse 19. And she's done nothing but do what God has asked her to do, and she faces rejection now from this young man. How many of you have ever been trying to walk in the will of God and you've said to yourself, there's no way this could be the will of God, because the will of God could not be this complicated. And I believe we need a reminder from time to time that actually that problems and challenges and obstacles in your life do not mean the absence of God's will. Sometimes being in the dead center of God's will means it's the toughest and most difficult days. That's where Mary finds herself, and the Bible does not edit out of the story so that you and I could sit here today with all that's going on in our lives and be reminded that we can do this, not because the situation's gonna change, but because we know what God has called us to do. And maybe you need that message this Christmas. Maybe you need it because there's going to be pain when you're sitting around the table with family and there's brokenness in your home and there's brokenness in your family or maybe there's an empty seat that wasn't empty last year and you just need a reminder that you can declutter your hearts and we can do this. We can do this. One of the things that I love about the Bible is that when the Bible tells us that God reaches into humanity to accomplish his will. It's often accompanied by detours and long journeys and ridicule and sometimes even suffering. And that's why we need to remind ourselves to have an uncluttered heart. We need to remind ourselves that it wasn't meant to be easy, that life is full of frustrations, that sometimes it's going to be difficult, but the joy of our lives is the joy of our salvation. The reminder that God reaches into the mess and brings about redemption. Joseph goes to bed on this night and his heart is heavy. His heart is burdened yet he has an encounter with God and he wakes up gone from cluttered to clear not because his situation changed but because in the presence of God he realized what he was called to do I believe resonate church come on I'm going to preach this morning ought to be a place where when we're serving somebody else we're not thinking oh this is such a burden we're actually thinking this is what it takes this is what it's always taken and we signed up for this because it's what God called us to do (laughs) signs of an uncluttered heart it's got a love for people I'm just gonna maybe you need to declutter in that area of your life today or maybe secondly it's that you need to reignite passion in your walk with Jesus or maybe thirdly it's just you need to have this we can do this attitude and maybe let go of a little bit of the challenge I'm not saying that the circumstances are going to change, man, their circumstances did not change in this scripture and in this story. But the, the belief that they could do it, as the Bible tells us, Joseph's attitude after meeting with God was he just did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. You know, the Bible says in verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord how many know that you're going through some stuff in your life right now that is all this there's all kinds of challenge all this is going on and we see here all this took place why so that God could fulfill and bring about his promises this morning or this week I had a chance to meet with a friend of mine who calls our church home and Kevin and Nikki Ballard are actually here with us today, and with his permission, I want to share three miracles that have recently happened in their life, but they have had to walk through more all this than many, I would dare say, all of us in the room today. They call our church home, but they haven't been in a lot of our services this year because Kevin's been going through nine months of chemotherapy, and he's a few years him Kevin Nikki you guys will be a couple years younger than Rachel and I and 3 years ago Kevin was diagnosed with brain cancer and they did surgery to remove the tumor and then chemo and radiation and then Kev went into remission for 18 months but then this past April doctors told him that there had been a return of the cancer and they actually said god bless them but a little bit on the negative side chemo doesn't work as well the second time So Kev started more chemotherapy. In fact, he said it was kind of his words, and I don't know the order for you, Kev. Um, Prayer, chemo, and naturopath. That's what Kevin said. Prayer, chemo, and naturopath. I don't know what order you told me in, but I put prayer first, as we should. Prayer, chemo, and naturopathy. And with Kev's permission, I want to share three miracles today. The first is so cool. Last weekend, someone went to their GoFundMe page and donated a large amount of money. And Kev's a great guy and very thankful, and he didn't know who this person was, so he picked up the phone just to say thank you. He's calling someone he's never met before. He says, hey, thank you for making that large donation. And the person on the other end of the phone says, "Uh, actually, I was trying to donate 10 times that amount, but your website wouldn't let me. So here's the miracle. As Kevin gauges on these next several months of chemo treatments, I think till about April, they're going to be able to get from now till then and come out on the other side completely free of debt. Come on, can we praise God in this place? That's a miracle in the mess. It's a miracle in the mess. Second miracle, and this one's a lot tougher, to wrap our minds around. But these are the words of someone who's walked through the mess. Kevin said to me, this week, he said, I I don't believe God gave me cancer, but I'm thankful I've had to walk through this journey. And I looked at him, I was like, man, how can you possibly say that? In his words, something like this, that what he's found out about God in the heart of God because of the journey he's been on. priorities of his heart, what's gone on in his heart, the way he sees God, the way he knows God in such a personal way, has actually been so shaped by the journey that he wouldn't trade it. He said, I'm actually thankful that I've had to walk through this journey. The second miracle in Kevin's life is just the miracle of what God does when we walk through the mess. It's a miracle in the heart. Here's the third miracle. I'm thankful for this one. This last Monday, six days ago, Kevin went for a checkup on his last scan. And doctors told Kev this last Monday that he is completely free of cancer. Not only that, where there had been swelling as a result of the surgery that chemo would have no impact on, that swelling is now completely gone as well and said, I've got as clean of a bill of health as you can have for someone that's been through cancer. (laughs) Come on, we just praise God for that in this place today. Thank you, God. Yeah. So this morning, we're going to respond to God's Word. Maybe you just need to declutter your heart a little bit. Maybe you need a healing physically in your life, you need to come to God today and say, I'm going to declutter what has been some challenges in my faith, and I'm going to come back, and I'm just going to believe again that you're going to meet me in the midst of this journey. And God, whatever uh, you're going to do in my life, I am going to believe that I am going to see you like never, ever before I'm going to stand full of faith, that you can heal my body. Maybe you're here this morning, and you just need a reignition of the passion in your walk with God, and you just need to declutter a little bit, you need to let go of some of the stuff. You need to go, you know the junk drawer in your house, right? It's messy and it's less useful than you think it is. You just need to go to the junk drawer of your heart today and be like, you know what? I thought you were gonna help me out, but I'm just gonna let go of you so I can reignite some passion in my walk with God. Or maybe you're here today and it's disappointments with people that you need to just let out of your heart today after an encounter with God in this place by the presence of the Holy Spirit. So would you join me in a moment of prayer? And in a moment, I'm gonna have us respond to God's word. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place. And over these next few moments, God, we turn our eyes to you, God. Now we look beyond a word, God, my words. We look beyond singing some songs. We look to an encounter with you, God, where our hearts are changed, our lives are changed. And we actually see you, God. We invite you into the mess of our lives, God. We know that you reach in and by your power redeem things that are broken. And God, so we lean into you in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.